Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday the 9th of July. India registered over 43,000 new cases of COVID-19 in the last 24 hours, taking the country's tally to 3.07 crore. This is 5.4% lower than the daily infection count recorded yesterday. The death toll increased by 911 and with this the total fatality count now stands at 4.05 lakh. All these figures however are widely believed to be undercounts. According to the data released by the Union Health Ministry, India has administered over 36.89 crore COVID-19 vaccine shots so far. Out of these 40.23 lakh doses were given yesterday. Meanwhile, World Health Organization's chief scientist Dr. Soumya Swaminathan said yesterday that the overall efficacy data of Bharat Biotech's Covaxin was quite high. CNBC TV 18 quoted Swaminathan as saying, and I quote, "The vaccine efficacy against the Delta variant is low, but it is still quite good. The safety profile so far meets the WHO benchmarks. We continue to seek more data." Unquote. Yesterday, the newly inducted cabinet chaired by Prime Minister Narendra Modi approved a package of rupees twenty three thousand one hundred and twenty three crore to augment state government's existing response to the COVID nineteen second wave, and also to prepare in advance for a probable third wave. This came as a part of phase two of the COVID nineteen emergency response. Other key components of the response package include the creation of pediatric units in all 736 districts, the installation of 1050 liquid medical oxygen storage tanks with medical gas pipeline systems and the expansion of the teleconsultation platform. The head of the national expert group on vaccine administration NK Arora yesterday told NDTV that COVID-19 vaccination of children above the age of 12 in india is likely to start by september currently india is vaccinating only those above 18 against the coronavirus arora added that the approval for emergency use authorization for the zydus vaccine zycovd will come within weeks if approved by the drug controller general of india this will be the world's first dna vaccine Such vaccines make use of a portion of the genetic code in the virus to stimulate an immune response. In other news, Kerala, which has been reporting a surge in coronavirus cases, has officially confirmed its first case of Zika virus. The virus is a mosquito-borne viral infection. It was detected in the blood samples of a 24-year-old pregnant woman in Thiruvananthapuram. NDTV reported that according to doctors the condition of the woman is stable additionally samples of 13 persons suspected to be positive for zika virus have been sent to the national institute of virology in pune the symptoms of zika virus include fever skin rashes conjunctivitis muscle and joint pain malaise and headache at the global level according to johns hopkins university The coronavirus disease has infected over 185 million people and killed more than 4 million since the pandemic broke out. Meanwhile, the Tokyo Olympics will now take place without spectators in Japan. This came as a part of the declared COVID emergency for the capital city of Japan. 
Yesterday, the News Broadcasters Association filed a plea in the Kerala High Court challenging the IT Rules 2021. According to Boom Life, the NBA was granted interim protection by the court today. The NBA had previously written to then Information and Broadcasting Minister Prakash Javdekar in May, asking the ministry to exempt and exclude traditional television news and its extended presence on digital news platforms from the scope of the new IT rules. In its plea, the NBA said that the rules give government authorities excessive powers to unreasonably and impermissibly restrict the freedom of speech and expression of the media. The Kerala High Court's order came after it was pointed out that a similar order was passed in favour of legal news portal Live Law. The plea stated that the Grivan's redressal mechanism that is mandated by the new rules have a chilling effect on the content of the media. It added that by creating such a structure, the executive has made inroads into judicial power and vested itself with powers reserved exclusively for the judiciary. Several digital news media platforms have already challenged the IT rules in various high courts. Earlier this week, the central government moved the Supreme Court for the transfer of all these cases from the High Courts to the Apex Court. According to Live Law, Facebook-owned messaging platform WhatsApp told the Delhi High Court today that it has voluntarily agreed to put its new privacy policy on hold. WhatsApp's counsel Harish Salve, however, said that the platform will continue to show the new privacy policy update from time to time. The proposition came in the High Court while it was hearing WhatsApp's appeal challenging its June 23 order. As per the order, the High Court had refused to interfere with the Competition Commission of India's investigation against the platform's new privacy policy. According to Scroll, on 17th of May, WhatsApp had notified that it was trying to get users on board to accept the new policies. And if the users do not comply with the new policies, it could lead to gradual deletion of their accounts. The platform's new privacy policy came into effect on 15th of May. However, on 25th of May, WhatsApp clarified that it will not limit its functions for users who do not accept the new privacy policy. Union Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar yesterday appealed to farmer unions to end their months-long protest and resume talks with the government on provisions of the three new contentious farm laws. He, however, ruled out repeal of these acts. According to NDTV, the minister asserted that the procurement system on the minimum support price, or MSP, and agricultural produce market committees, more commonly known as the APMC Mondays, will not end and rather be strengthened. He also announced that the APMC Mondays will now be eligible to avail support of Rs 1 lakh crore. The package was allocated earlier to the Agriculture Infrastructure Fund under the Centre's Atmanirbhar Bharat initiative. During a cabinet briefing, Tomar emphasised the government's constant efforts at making farmers prosperous by increasing their income. He said, and I quote, Farm laws were a major step in this direction. I believe farmer unions should understand their benefits well in time. The entire country is understanding the benefits of these laws. We have always dealt with sensitivity as far as farmers' protest is concerned. 
the Modi government always has respect for farmers, unquote. His appeal comes amid the decision of the protesting farmer unions to stay put and to intensify their strike during the monsoon session of parliament. It's been more than seven months since thousands of farmers arrived and settled along the borders of New Delhi. The farmers, largely from Punjab and Haryana, have been protesting against the three farm bills passed by the central government in September. They have been arguing that the farm laws will end state procurement of crops at MSP, proving contentious for them. At News Laundry, we have consistently reported on the farmer protests even when the issue lost airtime and column space with legacy media houses. You can find our reports under the farmer protest section on our website. And while you are there, do not forget to check our recent NL Sena project titled Plunder of the Aravalis. The ancient Aravali hills are a priceless gift of nature, acting as a water recharge zone for the capital and a shield against desertification, containing the bulk of Haryana's forest cover, regulating climate and providing a habitat for wildlife. But for governments and influential private players, this priceless gift is mainly a prime piece of real estate to be exploited for personal benefit and commercial profit. Today, the hills are dotted with bungalows and land banks handed over to sundry babas, sundry private individuals and companies. Through our project, we aim to investigate and deep dive into how the Aravlis are being plundered and by whom. You can contribute to this story on the NL Sena page on our website. Listeners, not being dependent on governments or private corporations for ads gives us the scope and opportunity to report on stories like this. If this makes sense to you, now is the time to subscribe to an independent news platform such as ours and help amplify our voice. Become a part of our movement by hitting the subscribe button on our website. Remember, when the public pays, the public is served. Yesterday, two Pakistani terrorists were shot dead in a gunfight along the line of control in Sundarbani sector of Rajori district in Jammu and Kashmir. According to news reports, two AK-47 rifles and ammunition were recovered from the terrorists. Two Indian Army soldiers identified as Nayab Subedar Shrijit M and Sepoy Maru Prolo Jaswant Reddy were also killed in the incident. Scroll quoted the Army spokesperson as saying, that the army had launched search operations in Dadal area of Sundarbani on 29th of June after receiving information regarding infiltration and movement of terrorists. Eventually, the information was corroborated on 8th of July and a search operation and destroy patrol seeking proactive engagement with the terrorists spotted the terrorists in Dadal forest area and challenged them. After this, the terrorists opened fire and lobbed hand grenades leading to a fierce encounter. According to Scroll, this is the second incident of ceasefire violation by Pakistan along the line of control in two days. The Allahabad High Court today rejected a plea by the members of the Masjid Committee Secretary of the Garib Nawaz Mosque and a resident of Barabanki to quash the FIR registered against them by the Uttar Pradesh Police. According to the Bar and Bench, a division bench of Justices Ramesh Singh and Narendra Kumar Johari said that the petitioners can move an anticipatory bail in the matter, but 
it cannot quash the proceedings at the moment. The case pertains to a video report published by The Wire on 23rd of June regarding the demolition of the mosque, which the administration had claimed was an illegal structure. Besides Mohammed Naeem, who figured in the video, and Mohammed Anis, a member of the mosque committee, the FIR named two journalists with the news portal, Seraj Ali and Mukul S. Chahan. The Barabanki police accused the wire for spreading false information on the demolition of the mosque. Earlier in a statement, the wire's founding editor Siddharth Vardarajan said, this is the fourth FIR filed by the UP police against the portal in the last 14 months and that all the cases are baseless. He said, and I quote, the Adityanath government does not believe in media freedom and is criminalizing the work of journalists who are reporting what is happening in the state." Unquote. Following the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise on Wednesday, the Haitian police on Thursday claimed that the commando unit that carried out the assassination comprised 26 Colombians and two Haitian Americans. According to The Guardian, Haiti Police Chief Charles Leon paraded 17 men before journalists at a news conference late yesterday. He also showed a number of Colombian passports, plus assault rifles, machetes, walkie-talkies, and materials including bolt cutters and hammers. The police chief said that foreigners came to their country to kill their president. He said that so far, 15 Colombians have been captured along with two Haitian Americans. Three of the assailants were killed, while eight remained on the run. President Moise was fatally shot early on Wednesday at his home, throwing the poorest country in the Americas far more into turmoil amid political divisions, hunger and widespread gang violence. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.